Hello and welcome to Canoodle, your rom-com rewatch podcast. I am Liv, and my pick this week is The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. This epic movie has been on top of my favorite rom-coms list since it came out in 2008, and re-watching it did not place it any lower. It is so funny and sweet and romantic. I dare you not to feel in a good mood after watching it. As always, my co-hosts and I talk about the best scenes, our favorite ones, and even those that in 2020 just don't hold up like they did a decade ago. Take a listen. Yeah, so Delilah is here in her rubber ducky training pants. <laughs> yeah. Baby Delilah, high on CBD and life. <laughs> Lucky her. I so I imagine that she will be as quiet as a mouse. Yes. <laughs> let's I know. See. Let's see if she agrees with that plan. She may not. She may be. We finally I'm found the too. way. Yeah, we finally <sighs> found the way, hopefully. No, poor little D. <laughs> She's had a scare. Do you want to share the scare? She did have a little scare. So she, so last week, you know, my baby Delilah, she's 16. She's a little Yorkie poodle and she has a little bit of nighttime issues. And so she got disconcerted and she fell out of bed and she broke her little paw. She broke her right, not right, she broke whatever side, I can't remember which side it is. I'm looking at her and I can't tell right from left, but (laughs) she, she broke her front paw and um so it was very we've had a very very anxious week and uh just today i yesterday i thought okay well we're we're really getting the hang of this whole being in a cast thing and then i looked down and her whole bottom of her cast was like covered in blood oh my god what a that's like so shocking (laughs) oh my god i take her into the vet today and they're like, you have to leave her for the whole day. We're going to look after her. We're going to observe her for the day and see what's going on. And I drive home and I drive and I'm in the door and the phone's already ringing. Come pick her up. Oh my I'm God. Like, what do you mean? They're like, well, we looked at her paw and there's nothing wrong with her. There's no bleeding. There's no cuts. Everything's fine. And maybe she so strange. stepped in something like maybe some gravy or some chocolate. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like, How dare you first even of try? All, <laughs> doctor we have a clean house our house is clean and we don't eat gravy or chocolate in this house <laughs> ever ever never uh, ever especially anything, not on balsamic vinegar is probably what it is from our caprese <laughs> salad that's right <laughs> so me mom like shoving the chocolate into the cabinet like oh. that's right <laughs> forgetting about the story you told m&ms were shooting all across the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're right i bring her home with the fresh new cast and within an hour, it was red again. Oh and we God. can't, it's a mystery. We can't figure out what it is that's turning the bottom of her. Like she's obviously walking on it and she's either right. scraping into something. But now I'm thinking maybe the errant M&Ms. Maybe. <laughs> well, or if you, dear canoodlers out there, have any ideas what this could be, <laughs> what could now be? is the time to awaken your inner Nancy Drew and send us clues. Please do. <laughs> We need your help. Because we are dying to know what this mystery is. I think we should pivot this podcast from a rom-com rewatch to a serial style podcast where we just try to discover the mystery of what Delilah's chocolate gravy really is. <laughs> Maybe that's a spin-off. Yeah, so please, cards and letters, folks. Cards and letters. We respond to that's them right. all, Thoughts especially if they solve my problems. Thoughts that's and prayers. Right. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Cards and letters. Well, Barbara just came back from an amazing trip. Do you want to I share? I know. It all happened. I felt so bad. It all happened while I was not at home. Mm, and Yeah. Oh, no. And half of the time when I looked at my phone, it said no service, which was a blessing in disguise, oh, but also yeah. very stressful. I was in Colorado and Utah and New Mexico hiking, and it was the most amazing trip ever. Mm. I came back. I feel so peaceful and grounded and I feel very happy that I've reconnected with something that used to be a big part of my life, which is being outdoors and active and hiking and climbing. And I am very happy that this dormant passion of mine um, has been reawakened. And I, yeah, it was incredible. It was gorgeous. I have literally 
2000 pictures on my phone from this trip that I need to go through and uh, I can't wait to share more pictures. It's oh, so beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So it was good. A once in a lifetime trip and oh, yeah, I feel very chilled and blissed out. Oh, so good. She comes home to this monkey house with me being like, ah, dog's leg is broken. Like, yeah, I can't leave you girls alone. <laughs> Not for a week. No. <laughs> Come back they and everything's survive. in shambles. She's, she's <laughs> trying so hard just to hold on to that zen as long no, as she yes. can. It's all right. <laughs> good. It's good. So Monday I took over some auntie watchdog duties. <laughs> oh, yes. That's right. They're nice. both lucky to have you home. Yes. Yeah. It was <laughs> good sure, to be back. Sure. Yeah. Yes. How about you girls? What's going on? Beautiful. Well, I believe I shared on the podcast that I bought a bike and yes. I was, I was nervous as with so many things in my life that I get excited about in the beginning that I was going to make this investment and then never use it. So <laughs> that was my fear, especially when it comes to the combination of physical movement and waking up early and sweating. Uh, I can find a million reasons not to, but I'm happy to report that I have a whole new morning routines every single day. I ride my bike six miles over wow. to Griffith Park go on an hour hike and then head to work, which actually work has changed too, because it starts with getting my business partners, uh, eight-year-old twins on Zoom school. So not only am I hiking and biking, but I'm learning all about Schoology and Seesaw and Clever <laughs> and Zern and all these, you know, what I never those, thought what I'd are you talking about? about language. Oh my goodness. <laughs> one, you know, it's like, you can't just have one platform, right? So we've got the math platform and the ELA platform. I'm learning all about, you know, uh, multiplication tables. That's where we are now. So life has taken a very interesting turn. Oh my New God. Routine. Let, us know how, let us know how the multiplication tables go. Uh-huh. Yeah. I haven't thought yeah. about those in years. That's, I know. That's, I know. A, that's like third grade, right? Most third grade. Mm-hmm. Wow. Spot on. That, how the yeah. hell did you know? I know. At the end of third grade, they're going to start long division. And then in fourth <laughs> they're grade, they're going to They're very excited to learn division. Long, long division is the one like this? Like long, middle grade? Long division. Never it's the one with grade. remainders. Yes. Right. Long division or division in general, um, it's a very adult concept. They're very excited to use. Every day they're like, should we use division? I'm like, honey, you don't know division yet. Did I use division on this? Very excited to use division. I'm obsessed with that. I'm going to start using Aww. that. I'm going to actually just be, yes. if I'm in, when in doubt, I'm just going to say, I think we should use division. <laughs> if I had known that in my corporate career, I know. Would have, I would have, it wouldn't have taken me so long to get up the ladder. Oh. Like, We're dividing. We're dividing. You would have been a high-powered executive witch in your 20s. Yes. Exactly. I wouldn't oh, have to yeah. wait until my freaking 40s. Yeah. Life is pretty good. I am really impressed about her, her biking, I have to say. It's really, it's really awesome. It's quite long, you know, like even just on a, in, a, in a car, it's not like five minutes from here, right? So it's kind of like, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time. And, you know, as you know, I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast, but I am, I am on the job hunt and I am, you know, finalizing some projects that I'm, that I, that I, you know, that I'm really excited to finalize, but I'm also in the job search and I'm, it's just such, such weird territory for me because I, I've, I've been, I really have had like two, you know, two times in which I've been successful in a job search and both times the job ended up not being good, <laughs> but usually <laughs> I'm not, it's like a very, it's a very interesting new uh, path that I'm going down. And so it's actually, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to find out how your mind works, you know, in, in, in these things of like, you know, then you find something and you get yourself all excited and then, you know, and then something else happens and then it's just square one, but it's like all, you know, spraying and laying and all of that. And so it's a, it's an interesting transition and I'm very excited. I have to say like with, with, with Barbara's, you know, uh, trip and like the way that you, that you've been, that you've been involving in your life. I'm, I'm feeling like, okay, I can get there too. I can be happy about my day job too. I can be excited yes. about that and having all the other things. So yeah. So that's, you know, still a little bit of transition for me, but have very happy to, to, you know, to just be in the flow as they say, mm-hmm. what does it mean? We don't what know, but we're just, li- we're, we're just living in it. <laughs> Olivia, I see beautiful, beautiful things coming to you. You know it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God we have this practice, this visualization practice to get, to get ourselves there because I really believe it too. I really believe it. I don't know what it is yet, but I really believe that, you know, that, that it's going to come. And so I'm excited for what's next. I'm really excited for what's next. 
Well, we're excited for you. And we're all in such transitions right now. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. That's that's, that's our other podcast, Transitions. Transitions. (laughs) Should we do transitions here? Yeah. I know. (laughs) We should do transitions. Yeah. Oh, but also welcome to Canoodle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. <laughs> welcome to the All right. Pod. Welcome to Canoodle. And, um, and by the way, I'm Liv. I'm Lucy. I'm Colleen. And I'm Barbara. And we are talking about the proposal this week. That was my pick. Oh. Uh, I hope that's a good. Uh, I'm not a like, yes. oh, I loved it. <laughs> All right. Yes, I was super excited to pick this movie because it's it's not you know it's not some somewhat in the air somewhere. It's a very classic rom com, two thousand and nine. I'm gonna give you the dating profile before we dive right in. So the proposal is a two thousand and nine rom com directed by Anne Fletcher, a woman. Yes, that's why it's amazing. <laughs> Starring Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds for three years. Andrew Paxton has slaved as the assistant as to Margaret Tate, hard driving editor at a New York publisher and when margaret a canadian faces deportation for an expired visa she hatches a scheme to marry andrew he agrees if she'll promise a promotion a skeptical ins agent vows to test a couple about each other the next monday but andrew has plans to fly home that weekend uh, for his grandma's 90th birthday so margaret goes with him to sitka Alaska, where mom, dad, and Grams await. Family dynamics take over. Tensions between dad and Andrew, an ex-girlfriend, Andrew's dislike of Margaret, and her past color the next few days with the INS ready to charge Andrew with fraud. Thank you, IMDb, for this beautiful uh, summary of of what the proposal is all about. And first impressions, you guys, what did you think? Oh, it was so awesome. <laughs> it was so beautiful. I loved every moment. It was, it was, it was beautiful to be yeah. in Alaska, AKA Boston. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was really, really, really gorgeous. And just the story is sweet and beautiful. And I loved it so much. Yeah. Well, you know, I love Sandy Bullock, mm-hmm. as we call her in the biz. And... <laughs> She did not disappoint. I laughed a lot. We laughed a oh, lot. Oh, God, it's so great. Movie yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. I love this movie, too. I was happy Liv picked it because I've seen it once, and I didn't really remember all the pieces of it, but I knew that it hit all the marks for me. Like, for me, it's a perfect tenor when it comes to, to rom-coms. It's funny, but not too over the top touching love ryan reynolds love sandra will like love oscar from the office so really (laughs) we'll get into that um yeah there there are there are a few blemishes in this movie for me that we'll get into but for the most part i adored it yeah yeah same again like i was so excited to pick it this is like the perfect movie that i will actually watch and watch and watch again this is kind of like one of those movies that just warms my heart every time belly laughs like for me i laugh literally laugh out loud many many times during this movie and i also i thought it was great and i you know i want to start with our first part with our first kind of chapter of the movie kind of the opening and the setting the scene if we were in a theater, you know, in a theater um, script in that way. And so we see um, the movie opens in actually a very similar way as another movie as The Devil Wears Prada, if you know, if you if you've noticed, I thought that there was such an incredible um, parallel because we see, you know, um, we see basically the two characters how they start their day. She is already super on top of things and on the bike and reading a, 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 new, a new manuscript. And he's late, waking up late and needing to go to the office and these parallels of, of these two lives and getting to the office. And, uh, you know, he is very popular with the ladies, obviously. He's so gorgeous. I mean, how could he not be? He goes to Starbucks and there is, there is the coffee waiting already, even though he's really late and he rushes into the office and then she's coming and Margaret is coming, who is the big boss, and everybody is on their toes because she's so scary. And so, you know, everybody knows to, like, 
be you know be careful about about whoever is coming to the office so i thought there was a there was a funny parallel if you've ever seen devil was prada because it's basically the same opening yeah. scene um it which was very 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 interesting but then um you know we get to we get to the office and after not no not long we realized that she landed while she was getting to the office she landed a deal with an author that that her associate bob um did not land for years and so we proceed to to experience her in a very very harsh way or the way that she is actually really harsh and dynamic and just like put her foot down in in firing the sky and he's trying to to express everybody's feelings so in the first like five minutes we already see exactly who she is where she stands what the dynamic is and we have a very clear picture of what we think that she is um and then she you know we we quickly learned that she uh has been trying to she has been she has been contacted by immigration and she has not deemed that as important and then sure enough she's being called to the big boss's office and is being told that she is being deported and she's canadian and she's still on a visa which at this point it's like she's the editor-in-chief of this of this <laughs> division how is she on a visa she should be on a green card okay like just for all the employers out there just get your people <laughs> your green cards um anyway but she's she's risking to be deported and andrew as the good assistant comes in to save her from to save the day because she didn't want to deal with it and so she called him up just like you know saving saving someone from a date and he finds himself in the situation in which she is looking at him and very instantly in a few seconds decides to, to tell everybody that they're going to get married. And so he doesn't have an escape. She doesn't really make a fuss out of it. It's just what it is. It's a business transaction. And he actually agrees and they go down to immigration. And that's kind of the, the, the beginning. And it ends with uh, the immigration lawyer uh, making it very clear that he, Andrew, is if this is not real, he's going to commit fraud. And so the end, the end of this uh, is him being very clear about the fact that he wants a promotion. He wants to be editor. She gives him everything that he needs and even goes down on one knee in the middle of Federal Plaza downtown. And uh, that's how we end our first, you know, our first interaction between the two characters. What do you think about this opening? What do you think about this whole trans, you know, the setting up and the getting to know the characters? I mean, the guy orders two, like his coffee is the same coffee as his, as hers in case it spills. Um, so like we can see he's, he's really, he's, he's lining up everything just to make sure his dream is to be editor and he knows she is his ticket. To, to get that job. So he really, he bends over backwards. Uh, he does everything. He is, um, he gets his, his friends or like his colleagues shirt when, when the coffee spills. He's the one typing in the messages, the witch is on the broom um, to warn everyone to get back on chair. So it's really interesting to, to, to meet him as this, in a way like messy guy who gets up late, but then scrambles and, 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 and has his strategies to, to really make this work. Um, and so it's, 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 it's interesting to, to meet him in, in that way, right now, knowing yeah. who he actually is in, in life yeah. um, mm -hmm. and that he is, he has no problem being in this role because he knows who he is because he just is so determined to make his dream come true to, to becoming an editor. I thought that was really sweet. It's funny because I've always have a little bit of like the, oh, of course the, the woman's the bitch. She's the ice queen, like, you know, career gal doesn't know how mm -hmm. to like relate to people but then it's like you know what i mean i can i can kind of let, let that go because it is very funny like her she's so mean <laughs> she's so mean she's so mean <laughs> and it is a lot like devil wears prada she's so cold and because she, she sees everything like she mm -hmm. notices everything which is why she is where she it's why she's yeah as uh high up in the food chain as she is um and she's totally a rule breaker you know but um, yeah, I thought it was—I thought it was really a great like setup to show that even though she's in the power position, he's not to be trifled with either because he's really got a lot of like. It, it's funny because I didn't think he was a mess. I think it was like legitimately like his power went out. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't think that he was like a messy guy. I think he's not a messy guy, which yeah. is why mm -hmm. he was able to recover so quickly yeah. because he yeah, had yeah. everything planned. He, and he, and as we know later, he could, he could be coasting in life, but he's mm -hmm. not coasting. He's yeah. like, I am in it and I'm doing all the work and I've got the 
recommendation for the manuscript and all these different things. So I thought that was mm -hmm. a great, uh, a great opening, opening act to really show us like what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's something about Margaret, about Sandra Bullock's character that even though we're seeing this horrible side of her, both in what she does and the way that other people react to her, to her. So we know there's a long history of her doing these things. We're still kind of, at least I was, I was still rooting for her. Like with Bob, when Bob was trying to like yell at her, I was glad she got the last word. There's part there, even though we see how horrible she is, we're still kind of like, there's something about her mm -hmm. that we want to see her win. We want to see how far she's mm -hmm. going to take it. And I think there's also maybe cause I've seen it before, but I had this feeling that even though uh, Andrew Ryan Reynolds character clearly think she's a witch on a broom that he feels the same way too mm -hmm. that like he wants her to win he wants her to win that argument he wants to get her out of the meeting she doesn't want to be and he's really on her side as much as he thinks she's a little psycho yeah one thing that i yeah totally one thing that i also found very interesting between the two of them is that they actually have a really kind of like an intimate and playful dy dynamic in the way that they're actually really distanced. Like, you know, he's, he's, he already knows that he needs to work late that weekend. And so he calls home and tries to explain to, to his parents that, that he just can't go because he needs to work and all of that. And then she comes, you know, and she, she, she's approaching the desk and then he's, he just fakes uh, the call being like some, some client or whatever and, and puts it down. And she asked, was that your family? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And like the, the whole dynamic between that and that conversation was like, it's actually really playful. They play off of each other. Mm -hmm. And so I totally agree that he, they have a very, they have a complex relationship. It's not just like, he's this like little, little yeah. Poor and little he even thing. says to her, like, she says, well, do they tell you to quit? And he said, every day every day yeah, really afraid of her you know just, yeah. yeah but also think about it like he's been her assistant for three years that's a yeah. long time it's yeah. a long time yes. yeah it's a long time to be an assistant yeah but that's why i think that their dynamic is actually so interesting it really mm -hmm. is just interesting and i totally agree i think that and i think that for us there is parts of us that definitely will see you know her being so cold and all that but we kind of want to be her. I mean, we want to be that oh, kind yeah. of it, like freaking boss lady of you know, like really being so strong and so confident and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's well, and uh, she's it's also funny. she's great at her job. That's right. Yeah. It's like that's yeah. the thing about about these these characters that it's easy to paint them as bitches and witches mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But the fact is, we saw her being awesome at her job. Yeah. Right. And and really, even the thing that got her in trouble which mm -hmm. was going to that, going to Berlin or Frankfurt, whatever she, Frankfurt, wherever she went yeah. that she wasn't mm -hmm. supposed to go to. Like that was a baller move. Like that was mm -hmm. like, she was like, I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to get that author and I'm going to close the deal. You know, she's right. not afraid. So yeah. of course, you know, it's like the ask for, you know, ask for, uh, forgiveness, forgiveness, not permission, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or as we, no, we used to okay. say in my business, we used to always say, proceed until apprehended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's right. definitely getting apprehended here. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the deal is that they're going to go to Canada. Uh, sorry, not to Canada, to Alaska, nearly in Canada, right? But uh, they're going to Alaska to Sitka. She did not know that Andrew's family is from Sitka. So she, she had to do a double take on that. And we first of all, see how getting to Sitka is not that easy. It's a very, very small island and small town in Alaska. And th there is like, there is this tiny, tiny little, little plane to get there. The airport is literally like on the field. And so already the setting, the scene is great with the family waving the welcome, the welcome signs and all of that. You know, we get there and we realize that he is actually a really big deal. We, she, he's a really, really big deal in the sense of every, his name is Andrew Paxton and in the town, everything is named Paxton from the general mm -hmm. store to the to the to the salons to everything and realize that she, he's actually a, a, and and the heir of a of a huge legacy in uh, in Sitka and in Alaska they get to the house and uh the mother has um has organized this huge party and welcome party and Margaret refers to him as the Alaskan Kennedy. Why didn't you not tell me that you were sort of Alaskan Kennedy? Um, which, which is, uh, yeah, that's kind of what, what it looks like, right? And he makes the announcement. And from there, we see, you know, we see the ex-girlfriend from him being there and, and kind of like being taken aback by that. And the family is taken aback by that. But he's just like, this is my, this is my fiance. And we see the first kiss that was very much not intended uh, <laughs> after this beautiful, beautiful, 
beautiful uh, tale about how he proposed and the whole party uh, decides that they need to kiss. And so when they need to, when they start kissing, um, you know, it seems like that starts to shift things. And so we, you know, we see them in, in different intimate moments and we see them uh, kind of ex- like a layer has lifted a little bit, right? They have to share a, a bedroom. They don't, they don't share a bed. They just, he decides to sleep on the floor, um, but they share details with, you know, of their lives and all the scenes that kind of follow that. Um, it's kind of like this, you know, this, this, this little, little closer, they get a little closer to each other until the big kind of like what what felt like the big ending of this, this, uh, second part was that the family gets so excited and they start to, you know, like really bring her in to the, to, you know, they take her out to town and all of that. And then they decide, uh, to ask them if they would get married the next day in the family barn. And that's kind of like, that felt like the, okay, now what are we going to do? So that's kind of the second part, which was, uh, which was a little bit of a roller coaster up and down. So what was your favorite part there? There were so many, <laughs> but, uh, but what stood out for you guys in the second part? Fine. National treasure, Betty White. Oh, yes. yes. No, she's amazing. She's, she's amazing. So she, she's such a fostering of this relationship really with the baby making blanket and like really getting them to, you know, getting them to the point of, of, of saying yes and kind of bribing them into saying yes and getting married right away at the, at the, at the family barn. Like she's amazing. She she's does really dangle amazing. her death over them a lot. To yes. Them yes. yes. Throughout this movie. <laughs> Which I think she's you famous. should. Yeah. 90s. But you know, I she's earned the right. Her is that as soon as she meets, um, Sandra Bullock's character, whose name I just forgot. Margaret. 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 You know, she meets Margaret. She's like, oh, she's a barrel of laughs. Like she's immediately (laughs) got her number, but she's like, oh, well, this is the one he's chosen. We're going to go for it. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to win her over. We're going to warm her up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There are so many great scenes in, in, in that second part. I mean, what's also really beautiful is at the after the striptease, Margaret clearly traumatized and she steps outside and then the ex-girlfriend comes outside and the conversation that they're having, I thought that was mm-hmm. really beautifully done, very civilized, mm-hmm. like her acknowledging that clearly what the ex-girlfriend and, and um, now I forget his name, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, what they had was really special and and the ex-girlfriend being like yeah he really is the best but you already know that so that there was really this beautiful warm interaction between the two women in a way because until then we haven't really seen margaret being nice and warm because mm-hmm. i mean that story about the proposal i was like oh oh this is so painful and why would she do that and like this is so horrible and you here yeah. you are you're trying to sell this engagement and like you're fighting with each other like you're putting each other down i was like oh i can't take it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so really to then see her with his ex-girlfriend so respectful mm-hmm. um that was really I, th- I felt like that for me was the turning point um mm-hmm. to to like oh there there is a really there is a heart inside there somewhere Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think so too she didn't really give much of anything about him really like it really was a business transaction and I do think that those those like human moments kind of got her a little softer right mm-hmm. um and then again like the laughing and the sweet moments between the two of them when he starts you know she shares so much because they also realize that they need to know stuff about each other right because they do have an interview which by the way lucy and i are going through this this takes a year and a half this process takes a year and a half they're doing it in like five days this is not <laughs> for everybody out there that is not real it takes a year and a half but anyway uh so they realize that they need to know things about each other and so that's like also very sweet scene of of her really opening up in a way that she had never done before and sharing details that actually some of them are not really pertinent to the questions that hard questions that he would need to know about her like she shares that after after bob in the opening scene yelled at her and called her like a a, a, some 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 form of bitch poisonous bitch she went to the bathroom and cried right so so this whole section is also to kind of like i think is warming her up and mm-hmm. it's kind of warming her up and being in, in covering a little bit more of her human side. One thing that I did want to, want to mention that I, when, I, when I did my research a little bit in the back end of the movie, 
that is so just heavily discussed even by Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds is the scene in which they kind of you know they, they kind of meet each other naked in the in the by oh, mistake yeah. and they kind of get and everybody like it seems to have been like a really big deal the fact that they were naked and I totally get it that it was a big deal that they were yeah. both naked and, I thought it was I forgot about that and I was like oh my god Sandra Bullock is naked <laughs> oh my yeah. god I really was like oh my gosh that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it like that, but I guess it was a really big deal and it was a really I don't remember moment. her ever doing nudity. Right. Right. Yeah. And she yeah, was like, she was Adam and Eving it. I mean, she had a fig leaf yeah. and, you know, like yeah. A, yeah. it was all in. And apparently, yeah. apparently those protections, they came off <laughs> during the filming. Yeah. And oh, no. Also, and also, she's like, like, that apparently that movie and I don't know if that's all time or just at the time that was her biggest like she made the most money and she's like my nudity sells and the movie needed my nudity to be funny and she's like that's gonna be my new thing I'll be 70 (laughs) and I'll still be running naked in the background somewhere that's right that's right yeah so that's that you know that's like the 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 piece of trivia that maybe could be fitting here is that actually the first uh actress to be cast was Julia Roberts Julia Roberts was supposed to be margaret tate wow and really? yeah but then she said no she didn't want to do it and uh you know stepped in. no i don't know why she didn't want to take a pay cut she didn't want oh to that's right exactly actually yes good for you a julia yeah. yeah yeah good for her so <laughs> sandy stepped in and that was the second time that year that actually she did that because uh the blind side which earned sandra bullock an oscar for Best Actress, what, the first casting was Julia Roberts, and she also turned that down wow. to give it to Sandra Bullock. So that was a big Sandy's year for, like, for us. I don't Sinton. care, Julia. I'm behind I you, know. sweeping it up. I'm yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Totally. So, so yes, she definitely felt that the need of nudity was was need. It was her biggest box office opening yet, and she claims it's definitely because of nudity. So, go girl, <laughs> <laughs> go girl. The thing, other thing that I forgot about that made me laugh so hard. Mm. was when she when they were she was in bed he's on the floor and she's sharing all these things and about her parents dying and the tattoo and all that stuff and then she's like my first concert was rob bass and dj easy e yeah he's like i don't know who that is yeah and she starts singing yeah do you guys know that song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay i was gonna say that song is huge in my world yeah like in college my friend Vicky, who is also a po- she's a listener in the podcast, so Majid, if you're out there, this is for you. It was her favorite song, oh, and yay. every time it would come on at any party or anything, we and if we were anywhere at the party, we'd all run together to the dance floor. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And then when amazing. she got married after college, like you know, ten years later, we were all scattered to four corners of the wedding, and this song came on, and we all came running, oh, running because it was just like such an important. Uh, such an important thing, and we all we all memorized the whole, you know, the whole rap, yeah. which is oh, seeing a bunch so of white girls beautiful. doing a rap. <laughs> it's a dream. It's something. It's really gold. It's comedy yes. gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass, and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious, cause I'm a winner. No, not a loser. Being MC is what I choose. Ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones who never saw me like the way that I rhyme at a show. (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, my God. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. Oh, my God. That was amazing. I forgot the end. Thank you. It's so good. Oh, that so was good. Everything. Oh my God. Oh, that, that's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. We're canceling the podcast. <laughs> we can't do anything better than that. Uh, I know. We've, we've reached the, we've, we've peaked. We've yeah. peaked. Wow. We've peaked. peaked, guys. Well, thankfully we treat. have this, we Thank have you. the Zoom recorded and mm-hmm. uh, we can just easily pull it. <laughs> Which is great. Awesome. Yay, yay, yay. All right, so we've left them saying yes very reluctantly to a barn wedding the next day. And um, now, obviously, it wouldn't be a movie without a breakdown because uh, things don't look black and white anymore. Uh, things are not, this is a business transaction and that's it. Uh, you know, Margaret is starting to really love the family, starting to realize that 
maybe this is actually going to be really traumatic for them. This is going to be really hard for them to, to accept that this is uh, not real. And then Andrew is the one that's saying, no, they're going to be fine. And, but then all of a sudden he's like, oh my God, no, totally. They're totally going to be brave. So everything is starting to be very complex and very complicated. And um, what happens, you know, what happens also is that they, uh, the family then decides to give her the, the air, you know, fam wedding dress that uh, women in the family have been wearing since uh, the beginning of the century that uh, Andrew's great grandmother had sewn in 1926. And so uh, Gammy is now giving also giving her a necklace that is in the family and uh, Margaret just completely breaks down in that moment and realizes, you know, uh, she has a heart and she forgot about it and now it's being woken up. And so we have the whole scene of her, you know, running to Andrew and getting in the, you know, in the first, the first time that she went on the boat, she barely could walk, get down those steps and now she's running on it and she's going, <laughs> she's taking the lead and going, you know, going for it and, and really realizes that, that her emotions are just coming, coming all the way and, and really, really strong on her. And so um, we, uh, you know, we see her, and they go back, they, she falls in the water, has a little accident, he saves her from it. This very, very chaotic way of her emotions is very much portrayed so in the, in the movie. And when they get back to the, to the house, uh, we learn that Bob, the father, ha actually has called immigration and, uh, you know, realized that there's something fishy going on. And so he called the immigration guy who proceeds to say that he now officially just really feels like this is a scam that he's giving Andrew an out. Otherwise he would, you know, risk spending five years in jail and $250,000 in fine and just send Margaret back to Canada. And Andrew is staying very stern. We don't quite know why yet. Is he still really focused on the job or is there something on, else going on? And uh, yeah, he stays very stern and the wedding is proceeding as, you know, as planned. And uh, Margaret can't take it anymore, is so confused, goes to the woods. And uh, Lucy will have a lot to say about this scene. And because she sees Gammy uh, in the woods and, uh, and has this whole, you know, kind of like coming, coming to nature moment in which, in which then, you know, Andrew comes and gets her. And, you know, we, we, we then end this, this part with uh, the wedding, a beautiful born wedding in which, uh, you know, we're obviously Oscar from The Office, whose name, by the way, in the movie is Ramon, but he is everywhere and he's also officiating this wedding and Margaret uh, in the middle of it decides that she just can't go through with it. And she interrupts the wedding addresses the wedding party and tells everybody the truth and uh just flees the scene and uh is being deported back to first new york where she needs to pack everything up and then she has 24 hours to get back to canada and that's it that's the that's this part in which we are experiencing all kinds of chaos and emotions so yeah so what do you think about a good breakdown here girls like this is not a like nothing really happens it's just a mix of emotions so what are we thinking now, I had my own <laughs> breakdown <laughs> in, um, in a scene where my skeleton actually left my body and walked out the front door because I saw Betty White and Sandra Bullock not only doing this bizarre chanting, uh, but then singing and dancing from the windows to the wall to the sweat drip down my balls. <laughs> and... Um, I don't know. I wanted to cry, throw up. <laughs> well, but why? but why though? Like the whole point is cultural it was appropriation. So cringeworthy <laughs> on every level. I was just like, can I turn into a turtle and bury my head inside my body? How do I get out of this? <laughs> For me, that was the grand blemish on this movie. I had forgot about this scene until Betty White showed up in the beginning of the movie and I had my own flashback in like, minute 10 of the movie where I was like, oh no, this is going to happen. <laughs> it was just as bad as I remember. The most worthy on every level. But what was it that got you the most? Like what was that? What was the, the part? Was it the culture appropriation? Was it the fact that uh, they, it, none it? of it was good, but yeah. it was definitely from the windows to the walls <laughs> that dripped down my balls. <laughs> All these bitches crawl. Um, 
<laughs> Oski ski motherfucker. So it was, it was, it was really that part and the dancing that, 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 you know, yeah. 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 Well, I, 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 I also, I, I definitely saw the cultural appropriation as being really the one thing about this movie that just, we could never do this now, especially, you know, or maybe we could, but it would, it would just bring up so much. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's funny. I really felt like I felt a little, a little, um, like a little stupid that I didn't see it earlier because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is Alaska. Mm-hmm. And everybody in this movie is white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like, so there's, and then we have Betty White's character who is this like, at one point, because I, I had forgotten in the beginning when she says, we must give thanks. We must mm-hmm. give, and she leaves the room in that weird way. And I thought that was such a weird exit. Because yeah. I had totally <laughs> forgotten, right? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. She's wearing yeah. that outfit and she's chanting yeah. in the woods. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she's she's if there is a person whiter than Betty White, <laughs> make themselves known. I like know. she's not a quarter or a tenth anything. She's like hundred percent wonderbred. And like yes. this whole idea that this family has been on this uh island in Alaska for generations mm. and is apparently native. Yeah. And I'm like, well, native versus what? Like, yeah, <laughs> they are not, they are white, 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 white people. Like, yeah. so I, I really didn't yeah. realize it. And I had that moment of like, oh yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. It's, a, it's a huge, and, and the mm. only person of color in the whole movie is Oscar Nunez, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. who is not supposed to even be native. He's Latina, Latina, yeah. which is great, but like, it's. Doesn't have to do there's anything. Not, yeah. There's not a single sort of native person yeah. in this movie, which is such a weird I mean, again, it's not mm-hmm. weird because 2009, like nobody gave, yeah. like, they didn't care. But like looking back on it, it's like, oof, that's a big, a big miss. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I definitely agree. It did not feel good. Um, it was, it was like, are you, like, are you making fun of this? Like, it was just like within the the dancing that definitely, <laughs> or the, the chanting that turned into. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, especially yeah. because she's chanting and then Sandra Bullock's like, well, I don't know the chants. She's like, just make it yeah. up. And I'm like, yeah. well, it, you don't just yeah. make it up. There's actual, right. there I are actual, exactly. right. you know, yeah. if you were yeah. really exactly. that, yeah. Yeah. It could have totally, you know, I think that if, I think that something like this, they really needed to tie it more to, because actually, I don't know if you remember this, but when they are in the, in the, in the sewing shop where, which Gammy apparently still owns and is still active in, she tells her the story, the history of the family mm-hmm. and, and, and saying that generations ago, I don't know how many generations ago, there was that one Russian, one Russian man that, you know, that married this, this uh, girl from, from a tribe and there was a whole uproar and everything. And that was the beginning of their, of their heritage in that way, right? In, in, in Alaska in that way, which is like, the, then show like their neat like it was so out of context it was so out of the blue there was no like relationship i personally i re- i did not see it before but i was definitely never in tune i was so ignorant about all this fact especially when that came out especially coming from an, even a, another country and not being at all in tune with with any uh, culture appropriation at all like um, so I, I definitely felt very ignorant at the time i thought it was very funny that she started to sing this stupid song like and, and i think that I think that if you if you see it as a as an expression thing, right, and the way that that if it wasn't if it wasn't framed as a native, uh, you know, giving thanks ceremony in that way, it could have it could have totally landed and still probably hold up for another hundred years because it was it was just her expressing herself and that's how she chose to you know, but mm-hmm. it just because of the of the of the weaving mm-hmm. it into uh, the native ceremony is just so ridiculously outrageous totally. like because it totally makes sense like like that that whole idea of crack of her cracking open mm-hmm. and part of it i mean it starts a little bit in the in the with the rob bass song and in, in mm-hmm. dj eze yeah and then you get to this other you know to the window to the wall which she looks like the last person that's that right who yeah. would even know the words to these songs right that's right yeah after me probably but um <laughs> but yeah so <laughs> yes yeah. and, me hip-hop aficionado uh yeah <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so I thought that was kind of a a weird, cringy area yeah. too. I agree, Lucy. <laughs> Definitely. Um, what do you think about the wedding? 
scene and all of that, how that went down. Do you feel like that was, what do you, what did you think about that? Before, before we go into the wedding, what I, one thing that I did want to bring up, what was interesting to see was like her physical transformation throughout Mm -hmm. the movie. Because like the first time we see her coming down that ladder, moving into the boat, like she's wearing her, um christian louboutin shoes and like that pencil skirt she can barely walk in i mean (laughs) really ridiculous and the second time like she's wearing flats and she's wearing like pants that are more so it's really interesting to see how she really goes through this whole Mm -hmm. um transition i don't know that's not the right word mm-hmm. but like well because even at her at the little strip sh- the strip club show she's wearing like a white button down exactly right. exactly yeah. she, so she like kind a of business she, they, they do <laughs> do a nice job of like unraveling yeah. her a mm-hmm. little bit you know putting yeah. her in yellow was a great choice yeah, yeah. yes exactly. definitely and also like yeah. her hair right like in the beginning mm-hmm. it's all like super tight ponytail and then afterwards it's like coming down and a little like she has such mm-hmm. gorgeous hair um, yeah so yeah i thought that yeah. was really that was that was well well done you can can see how things were changing Mm -hmm. within her and outside yeah 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 definitely um the wedding well and again related to the wedding that scene with betty white fitting her for the dress yeah is so great no so great I'm, let me just i'm I'm sure your breasts are in here somewhere (laughs) yeah are they earnest (laughs) <laughs> are they and well of course you know i had a lot more i was knocked up when that's, I was right. Like, <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> right uh, rubbing it in that was so treasure. great yeah. but also but also how she claims like I, it, it's imp- it, it's crazy to think that the stress was made at the you know a hundred years ago it's funny how things come back in style i'm like do they i mean do it does it i mean they come back <laughs> <laughs> so great and and i really genuinely also i i think i obviously now knew watching it this time that nothing would change with the dress but i think the first time i really genuinely thought that they would modify the dress to make it me too time yeah. i thought it was gonna be this like really beautiful like i thought we're gonna yeah. like cut it all out you know and, yeah no yeah. no it was they just found the boobs yeah, yeah. <laughs> They found the boobs. That was it. So the piece of trivia for here is that, um, you know, Margaret uh, and so Sandra Bullock turns around and interrupts her wedding to kind of make an announcement to then, you know, run off. And it's the second time in her movie career that she has a scene that in which this happens, uh, because the first one was While You Were Sleeping, another amazing rom-com in which she, you know, falls in love with a guy, but then falls in love with the brother and all that. And then they kind of, you know, they kind of have the wedding and she's like, I can't do this. So anyway, a recurring theme for, for little Miss Sandy to interrupt her wedding. I forgot about that. Movie. I know, me too. That's so good. So the one thing I thought was the really funny thing, because Lucy, you mentioned it earlier with Betty White's character, Grant Grammy, how she fakes her heart attack. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> to get them to the airport. <laughs> yeah. And cause you know, the thing is like the one thing that that's, that's, we, we didn't really t- we touched on a little bit was that, that Andrew has this real tension with his dad mm-hmm. because his dad does not approve of his lifestyle of being in, like right. being in New York and publishing and everything else. And like not kind of doing the family business and um, gr- you know, Grammy kind of collapses and, basically we realize that she's completely faked it so that they will get a private plane for her That's so that right. maybe he can maybe he can meet or stop the plane from taking off and so it's that it's that point when we realize that he's actually in love with her too yeah. because yeah. before like you said it earlier we weren't really sure like you know she's definitely cracking open she's definitely softening she definitely mm-hmm. wants the best for him there's definitely feelings there, but we hadn't really seen him be like, oh, I'm going to go after her specifically versus just mm-hmm. like, no, I'm committed to our deal. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was just such a great moment because of because actually you almost think it might work because he knows everybody. Like he knows the yeah. air traffic. He's like on the cell phone with the air traffic controller. Like, dude, yeah. stop the plane. <laughs> yeah. Roll I totally plane. thought it was going to work. We're in a rom-com. I thought for sure. <laughs> he was going to turn the plane around or he was going to go back into the airport and realize that Margaret hadn't gotten, has she got off the plane or something? Yeah. And I was like, wait, she's really gone? What kind of rom-com is this? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you be oh, gone? Um, I want yeah. my three ninety nine back Amazon. That's yeah. right. <laughs> what, I, what I actually, in this scene, what I thought was funny too, and I'm glad you brought this up, is that 
um, it just seems like the women finally, they figured everything out and the men were just so dumbfounded because they, they are like, you know, the women are like, oh my God, she, he needs to go get her because, so that he can be, tell her. And the dad is like, tell her what? What is even happening? And they're like, because he's in love with her and he's in love with him. <laughs> and so it was just this really funny, funny moment of like, the women know it all when it comes mm-hmm. to the heart, to the matters of the heart. Yeah, the dad's really, he's not, he doesn't have a good role. He's, <laughs> I almost feel for the dad. He's really the bad guy in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was so wonderful how Gammy basically um, wills them into making peace between the two of them before yeah. she dies. That's my dying wish. You guys have yeah. to figure it out and you have to make peace with, with each other. And yeah, that was beautiful. And then a sec and then a second later she's scolding the pilot, threatening to call his mother if he doesn't if he doesn't direct the plane to the airport. <laughs> so funny. She is like oh, oh she's, she's a everything. Gem. She definitely is a gem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they do, she does actually indeed fly to back to New York city, Margaret to pack up her stuff. And we see her in her office and, you know, it's kind of funny because the feeling is like, we now know her so fully and completely, Mm. but the office and the staff still knows her as the raging poisonous, you know, uh, broom witch kind of, you know, so where everybody's still kind of like, you know, really on edge and all that. And she's packing up her office and it just, it's very sad. He's not there to help her. So he has to, she has to do everything on her own and need to find someone that helps her and all that. So you see this whole scene and then finally, um, you know, he enters the building and he's been, he's been running and he, he's panting. And uh, really she asks him, why are you painting? And he's like, I've been running. And she's like from freaking Alaska, which is exactly my point is like, why are you running in the middle of New York city? But anyway, in that moment, like he was just, just, you know, freeing up all of his emotions and telling her that he loves her and uh that he wants to be with her and she's still resisting going like you don't want to be with me basically i'm i'm a horrible person i'm i'm so difficult and all that and he's like nope we're gonna take the first step and we're gonna get married and then we can date because i want to date you (laughs) um and that's how it and that's how it ends and then obviously the very epic uh epic last part in which they're at the interview and the the whole family gets interviewed and they get interviewed watch the the credits people watch the credits credits. (laughs) we learned our lesson we did learn our lesson and that's uh it's just so funny and and they don't we don't really know if they passed or not but we we're we're hoping that they did right and that she gets her Get, she gets her entry green card so yeah very kind of shorter piece at the end but what did you what did you all think about the coming together of it very satisfying <laughs> good job good job, good job. Movie team save it it was beautiful you know what i also loved was because we meet her and we get to know her and it was I mean, obviously that's the script, but it was beautiful that she got redeemed in the office, mm-hmm. right? By him making that big love statement, he totally put her in a different light for everyone else to mm-hmm. see. And it yeah. was so beautiful to then see how the office, they all like erupt in celebration and, and they were really happy for them. And I think that was a nice ending. So also like, the office gets to meet the real Margaret and not just yeah. like the devil's mistress. Mm-hmm. Yes, the devil's mistress. Yes. Although I did really want her to be like, get back to work. <laughs> I, mean, I, kind of, I wanted like one more little. I know. <laughs> one more little, little. What are you looking at? Like, that's fine. You're all fired. Yeah. You're fired. You're all fired. I had I had a moment of like complete like yes moment when he just comes in and kind of i definitely had that girl in a you know that girl watching this movie moment of like oh my god romans prevails and like it's just it was it was very i i felt i was i was very transported by it all and and felt very much like this little girl and the, the you know they're they're in love and you know love triumphs over all of it i loved it yeah so good oh, so, so good so good so great, so great. So great. Yeah, that, that last, that, the end, the end stuff with all of them, all the different characters doing the interviews uh, for the immigration thing is even, even that they have the grandmother and they have, uh, they oh have God. Ramon 
yeah, answering Ramon. questions so funny. Like, how is Ram- why is Ramon in the <laughs> because he's in the immigration office answering <laughs> questions? So yeah, it's like <laughs> pay attention. He's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere. But if you if he's like the 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 thread throughout the movie, he's at the party. He's a waiter at the party. He's the he's the GM at the general store. He's the stripper at the strip. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like he's just he's just everywhere. So obviously, it's very suiting and fitting that he will be at the end, <laughs> vouching for their marriage. It's it's really really funny. It's hilarious. It's a great scene. It's a great ending. Um, so we kind of weaved in most of the, most of the trivia, uh, BB took away, took it away in the beginning, mentioning that, you know, while we're in Alaska, the shoot took actually, actually took place in Massachusetts. So it was actually in the, in Boston's North shore, uh, at a famous place called Rockport, which is, do you know Rockport? This is where I live. That's not accurate at all. I live in Los Angeles. I know I'm like, (laughs) from the North shore of Boston. Newburyport, not too far from Rockport. It's my stomping ground, and I did not recognize it. Thought it was shot somewhere else. So <laughs> I know. Well done, Hollywood. You duped me again. <laughs> the next piece of trivia, and the last one, is really funny, actually. So we mentioned that Ryan Reynolds' character, Andrew Paxton, he is kind of the, you know, they're the Kennedy of Sitka. They own everything. Paxton is everywhere. Not sure that, that I don't think that this is true in real life, but since 2018, Sitka's mayor is Gary Paxton. So there is something about Paxton. Oh, wow. that is really, isn't that funny? That's really funny. That's very funny. Yeah. yeah. So, funny. Oh, I like that. That's a good so one. Um, okay. Should we get to the rating? From Ghosted to Get It. So for me, this movie is like the person you date who has everything until you see that one red flag (laughs) like good looking smart interesting funny but then they culturally appropriate or have questionable taste in music that's who this person is to me or who this movie is to me i love it (laughs) yeah i I think this movie is like it's like dinner and a show it's just Mm -hmm. it's like the the ultimate date it's like fun pull out the stops everything's high gloss everything is best of the best and um you know like really fun to 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 hang out with but also you kind of feel like probably not for me but yeah you know i'm happy that i'm I'm gonna instagram this date yeah yeah (laughs) i'm gonna selfie it (laughs) yeah yes (laughs) totally yeah um yeah, for me too. I think it's uh, it's. I love the I love the date with the red red flag, the one red flag. But it's. I think it's the fun date that I actually can get really. I think that it. I you know the one that I really feel like I can fall for, and that I really actually can feel myself falling in love for. But that I, I have a hunch that in the end it's not going to work out somehow. I don't know why. It's not the marriage for life. Uh, there is something there that you know that holds me back. But but definitely potential for long term. Um, just a little too dreamy maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Too good to be true. Too good to be true. For me, I think it's exactly appropriate and it's true and it's <laughs> and it's gonna work out great. I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> <laughs> the rating is exactly appropriate. Exactly appropriate. Everything was so beautiful and like and that house and like I yeah, I think it's exactly appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly appropriate. I love it. Exactly. That's a great Tinder profile. Exactly appropriate. Exactly appropriate. That's right. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So who's next, you guys? I'm next. Woohoo! Yeah. So (laughs) realizing that the last two movies I chose were not (laughs) rom-coms. Neither of them was like, oh God, I gotta do, I have to be a little bit more intentional about my choices. And so I was thinking like, oh, should I go with, oh, what was the, God, I forget already. (laughs) You forget your movie? No, no, I know what my movie is. But I wanted to go with like the other movie that Sandra Bullock was in. That was that we referenced earlier. While we were sleeping. While we were yes, sleeping. Yes, exactly. Oh, so I was like, oh, I should I go it. for that one? No, but instead, I'm choosing the monster in law. <gasps> oh, I don't know if I've seen it. The one with Jane Fonda. With Jane Fonda. 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 Jane
Of course, I've never seen it because I pick movies yeah. that I haven't seen. But this time, at least, I did some research and I made sure there's actual romance in it. No, there's actual romance in it. No, there is comedy. Yeah. And there's comedy. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. You've given us a Not rom and you've given us a com and now you're giving us a rom-com. And we're excited yeah. about it. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> I love it. We all are. We all are. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to watch it. I know. Me neither. I, I know. Me it. too. I love it. 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 All right, yeah, you guys. Watch along with us. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks, everybody. And thank you. you. And that is a wrap for this episode of Canoodle. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends by sharing this episode and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram at Canoodle Podcast and CanoodlePodcast.com for show notes and exclusive behind the scenes content. See you next week.